Monday matinees begin right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Sooner or later, you're going to have to face the truth, Osiris. People don't really want peace. They don't want to live a life devoid of sin, either. (laughs) People revel in chaos, because it's where they feel comfortable. I don't believe that. Somewhere deep down inside, people want to be good. They want to be treated with respect. And they want to live in a world that is peaceful. But if people truly wanted that, then why hasn't society evolved in that direction? If it is true what you say, then people would be trying to be good to each other. But the reality is, they're not good to each other. Not even families can resist backstabbing siblings. And even their own parents. And if you can't even be nice to your own mother and father, then what chance will there be for everyone else in the world? Especially strangers. I will not deny that is a good point. But the fact that it is coming from you makes me not want to believe it. Because at the end of the day, all you really care about doing is corrupting mankind. It's your sole purpose in this world. Nothing you offer is ever decent. No wisdom you ever pass along has ever resulted in a better world. (laughs) Nice one, Silas. I also can identify you make a good point as well. You know, there was a time when I had envisioned you being much darker in your deeds. I knew you would be a mass murderer, but you have surpassed even my wildest expectations of you. A mass murderer? <sighs> no. Yes, Osiris. There is no doubt you are the most prolific diabolical mass murderer in human history. No man has ever been responsible for more deaths than you. Not even Hitler himself can compare to the stacks of millions upon millions of dead bodies you have amassed. And you're just getting started. This world has no idea what you will bring to them. And they have loved you all this time for it. But that love is slipping. You know the time is drawing nearer by the moment. If by time you mean your time on this earth, yes, it is coming to a close soon. No, you fool! Your time is almost up! So what if it is? Will the world be a better place once I am gone? Will it matter to the common person that I fell? Will people change and everyone love one another, hold hands and sing songs together in the streets once I am dead? (laughs) Come on, people are not going to change for me. They're not going to change for the better, this I know. But the world will change when someone else returns. You really think he's coming back here? (laughs) Not a chance. Luckily, I know better. In spite of all my faults and all the people who have died in my crusade to save humanity. Because in the end, what I have done and what I am doing is merely paving the road. And at the end of that road, will be the end. 
of the likes of you. New Kingdom Radio Theater. Hello, and I am Zach, host of Podcast Junkie. Podcast Junkie is a tool for podcast listeners of all genres who are searching for their next favorite show. I review a different podcast series or season each week, helping discerning listeners like you discover new shows and connect with their creators. Each episode lasts between 4 to 15 minutes and gives you, the listener, a quick overview of the week's selection, what to expect from this show, and why I think you should add it to your queue. I'll even toss in a bite-sized snippet from an episode or even their trailer. Along with doing these weekly reviews to help you get in touch with a new podcast, I also support indie podcasts through my merch sales and Patreon contributions. Find out more about that and myself over on Twitter, at CastJunkie, or over at CastJunkie.com. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope I can help you find your next favorite binge. Pope Innocent XIV met with a silence and told him he was proud of all the good work he had been doing. Asilas, however, felt he was falling into a pit of uncertainty. His wife, Queen Rebecca, was terribly upset and threatened to leave him because of his indiscretions with Lord Shelley. Dr. Ezekiel had also fallen gravely ill, which further isolated the king to deal with his inner troubles completely alone. The king's sadness was just the opportunity the Pope had been craving. He confided in Asilas that he too needed someone to speak with in matters of personal importance, he said. It is natural, my son, for men wielding great powers to feel alone. I imagine no one who has ever lived has felt the loneliness you feel now. To have the amount of authority and power you have is something not even I can fathom. Asilas was getting closer to the Pope and was being guided to be more ruthless in his dealings with the Chinese and Middle Easterners. All sides of the war continued to cripple by the day, both in casualties and in financial matters. For the American forces, under the command of Lord Shelley, were closing in on Beijing. Although the king faced harsh criticism for the expanse of the war, with the last two sovereign regions left in the world, it was widely believed China would soon fall to them. Asilas commanded Lord Shelley to kill tens of millions of Chinese and plunder their conquests to further finance their war efforts. But when the supply of riches eventually depleted, the Pope opened the Church Bank to help Asilas in America's campaign. 
which Pope Innocent sometimes referred to as the New Crusade. Would money no longer be a major problem for Silas in his alliance with the Vatican, the Pope began making great demands of the king in his war to destroy everyone who did not align with the Holy Catholic Church, even if they were Christian. Well, Asylus, it looks like the Chinese are getting closer to surrendering. I wouldn't quite say that, Holy Father. The war is still very much in full effect, and the Chinese are not going to surrender. They will fight until the last of them fall. <laughs> you certainly have a lot of respect for your enemies, my son. Perhaps you respect them too much. I don't understand why you don't just launch nuclear missiles at them. Why the need to fight this war on the ground? It has caused much more trouble than it should have. Especially financially. Are you regretting lending us the money, Holy Father? Heavens, no. You've proven to be the best ally the Church has ever had. And these are extraordinary times, so please don't think money is an issue. I'm simply curious as to why you are so honorable when it comes to the Chinese. I dare say they likely do not share this honor about you. President Wei and I had many talks when we were allies. The man knows me. He knows how far I'm willing to go to win. At this point in the chess match, it isn't about honor. It's about will. But you could probably win this war with nukes, couldn't you? We would have to drop hundreds of nuclear bombs to completely destroy China. It is geographically such an enormous country. Doing so would release so much radiation into the environment, the atmosphere, the water supply. It would be devastating to all of their neighbors, who happen to be American territories now. Going nuclear with them would have too high of an environmental cost, Pontiff. If we destroy them, we wouldn't be able to harvest the resources that country has because of the radiation. At least, not for an untold number of years. Okay, Silas, I see your point. I suppose if there was another way, you would have done it by now. So let's change the subject. What is troubling you? You alluded to feeling completely alone before. This concerns me quite a bit. Things just haven't felt right in a long time. Well, maybe things are right after all. But since the Drax and their surrogates have been destroyed, people might simply be in a withdrawal phase. All the poisons that used to ruin the world have been removed, and everyone is feeling the after-effects of that. I suspect what you are feeling is the withdrawal from those poisons. <laughs> you know, I hadn't thought of that. Since the Drax were pushed out of this realm, there has been something very different about the world. The air, the water, the dreams I've been having. Well, some of them anyway. Everyone has been feeling it, Asylus. Like a junkie would feel after being off his drug for a while. That's a rough analogy, but okay, I'll accept that. Asylus, you have to come to terms with everything you are feeling right now. 
get control of it. The world is ready now for the major changes that have to happen. You have to initiate those changes. You are the white horse. Embrace your role, for you were selected by the Almighty Himself to carry this out. You have been given authority to conquer the world, so do it. Be as harsh as you have to be. Bring the Chinese and the Middle East to their knees. Make them beg for your mercy and execute them all anyway. Decree that everyone must become members of the Catholic Church. If they refuse, then execute them as well. Holy Father, that just doesn't even sound right. Are you saying I should kill people who refuse to join the Catholic Church? Absolutely. I am very serious, Asylus. This is an incredible thing you are asking me to do. You've been sanctioned by God himself to do it. As his messenger, I am telling you, it is the right thing to do. I need to meditate on this, Holy Father. Well, don't spend an eternity on it. Get your mind straight and start making your plans to carry this out. Your destiny has arrived, Asylus. This is what you were born to do. America's Evening News with Tom Novak. Good evening, America. It is official. Lord Quinton Capone has returned to New Eden. Just moments ago, it was announced Lord Capone has been renamed the Regent of the Original States of America. This announcement comes after weeks of relentless terror attacks throughout the kingdom and the killing of hundreds of Americans. It also means that Prince Jacob steps down as the Regent and he has released a statement and I quote, I am stepping aside as Regent and will remain working with Lord Capone and assist him in finding the terrorists and protect all American citizens. All of us here in New Eden will be working tirelessly to make America safe again." End quote. It wasn't that long ago that Lord Capone was the regent, but had to leave his post amid scandals involving celebrity parties at the Grand Castle. Many media pundits are skeptical of Lord Capone's return and have expressed cynicism on talk shows throughout the states. Many are unsure what this move means, but in a recent poll, Prince Jacob's approval rating was just 38%. When Lord Capone's celebrity scandal reached its peak, his approval rating was 45%, still a bit higher than the prince. If nothing else, these poll numbers indicate people were more confident in the regent after the celebrity party scandal than in the future king. It appears the prince has a long road ahead of him before he will be ready to take charge of the kingdom. Prince Jacob, thank you for letting me ease back into my old office. I hope you don't mind that I continue using it. Not at all. 
I didn't rearrange anything when I moved into it, so everything should be pretty much how you left it. I appreciate that. Listen, we have a lot to do here, so why don't we begin with telling me who you dealt with when the terror attack surged? Well, I brought in Lord Richards, as you know, and I brought in my wife to help out. And who else? That's basically it. So you didn't meet with the NK Bureau Chief? Or anyone at the NK Intelligence Office? No, I let Richards handle that. He's the one who met with them on my behalf. And the princess? Did she also meet with officials? I appointed her my special counsel, and she met with my chief of staff and coordinated our press briefings and that sort of thing. Did you oversee any of that at all? I was briefed on most of it. When I had to make a decision, I would make a decision. (sighs) Oh, Jacob, Jacob. Okay. Listen, we're going to tighten our circle. First and foremost, you, me, and I'm calling in Lord Vargas. Lord Vargas? But isn't he in South America right now? You sure that's a good idea? Wait a minute. Hold on, Jacob. I'm not suggesting we should push out your wife or Richards. Clearly, Richards is a member of the High Council, so we can all trust him. Your wife, too, so relax. We're just going to bring in some extra help, that's all. Come with me. Capone, why are we going down your secret stairwell? The basement has been sealed off. When we reach the bottom, there won't be a door there. I had it closed off after you left. I brought you down here so we could talk in private. Private? What are you talking about? We were in your office. No one was around. Not so. I managed to bring something very handy with me. A neat little gadget I got from our scientists in Antarctica. It detects the most sophisticated listening devices. I don't understand. Your office was bugged, Jacob. Someone was listening to everything we were saying in there. Someone bugged my office? What the hell? Someone in this castle has been listening to all of the meetings in your office. Everything you said and decisions you made there. God knows how long someone has been listening to you. All I know is that before I left, I had my office swept for listening devices, so someone planted it after I left. I had traitors around me the whole time? Gosh, I'm such a loser. Don't say that, my prince. You trusted people, and they betrayed you. That's what this is. It isn't a reflection on you, but on those you trusted. You think my wife or Lord Richards is behind this? I don't know, but we are going to find out. And I need you to help me by not discussing that we discovered the device. You mean you're going to leave it in there? Yes. This way we can give erroneous information and find out who the traitors are. But Jacob, you have to promise me you will not say anything to anyone, especially not your wife. So you do think she's behind this? I think at this point we should work towards eliminating suspects. If your wife is not involved in this, then she'll not do or say anything that would indicate that she is. But if she is involved, then we will be faced with a major dilemma. You're damn right. That's my wife. She would never betray me. Look, I'm going back upstairs. Jacob, this has to stay between us for now. And what about Vargas? Are you going to let him know about the bug? Yes, but at least we know he can't possibly be involved.
Lord Vargas was in the midst of his campaign in South America, unleashing his siege of deadly poisons and plagues on the people of Peru, Ecuador, Bolivia, Chile and Argentina. Many Christians fled their countries to points north, bottlenecking in Central America and finally into Mexico. The people deemed non-believers were essentially exterminated, thousands at a time. Once the citizens of villages and cities in those countries died, Vargas sent in his teams of henchmen to plunder all the wealth they could find and transport it all back to New Eden and various treasury sites throughout the kingdom. But as Vargas was readying his henchmen to move on Brazil, he received an urgent call from the region Lord Capone. Lord Vargas was not especially pleased to be summoned away from his campaign, but Capone, being the regent, had all the power the king had, and Vargas had no choice but to suspend his campaign and head back to New Eden. Lord Vargas, thank you for coming on such short notice. You mind telling me what this is all about, Lord Capone? We have a serious situation here in New Eden, and I need you to help me resolve it. As soon as we do, you can head back to South America. What is it that you need me to do? You like whiskey, right? I think I remember you do. I do. So what do you need me to do? Let's take a walk out in the garden. It's such a beautiful day out. 
Spring is here at last. Vargas, I need to speak with you out here. I had to walk out of my office for good reason. The suspense is killing me. There is a bug in my office. It was put there when Prince Jacob was regent. We think someone close to him is behind the bug. Probably working with someone on the outside. Maybe one of our enemies. Have you located the bug? Yes. It's very small. Inside the clock on the desk. We have to suspect everyone in the castle, starting with his closest people. His wife and Richards, I assume. They've been controlling all the info going in and out since he became regent. How did you know all that? Didn't you notice how they were acting when he came to the emergency meeting? Richards was behaving like he owned the castle. He does seem a little like a control freak. A little? Look, I hate to suspect a member of the High Council, so let's eliminate him from the suspect list first. How do we do that? We set a trap. We need someone else that is close, but not in the inner circle. Someone like Prince Isaac. He hates the princess, so there's no way he would align with her. He also hates Lord Richards for some strange reason. Let's bring him into our circle. And he can help us set a trap for them both. If Richards or the princess are involved, Isaac will help us find out. You are forgetting that Isaac hates Jacob as well. I can assure you he hates the princess much more. He's perfect for this. Tell Jacob to invite him in. Discreetly. You've been listening to The Rise of King Asylus, episode 41, Motives, starring J.V. Torres as King Asylus and Beals, David S. Deer as Pope Innocent XIV, Don Rosinski as newsreader Tom Novak, John Dobie as Lord Quentin Capone, Dominic Nataro as Prince Jacob, Dan Delgado as Lord Alberto Vargas, and narrated by Sergei Barishnikov. This episode features the song Double Crossed by Metal Birds. Download the music of Metal Birds on bandcamp.com today. For more information about the cast, the music, or other contributors to this production, please visit us at www.theriseofkingasilas.com for a full list on our Season 3 episode page. And now, a word from our podcast friends. If you enjoy space adventures featuring brave and competent astronauts, Can you give me a countdown to be ready? A three, two... If you enjoy podcasts that are culturally sensitive, I've been labeling stuff aboard the ship with post-its so she can learn a language. I speak English, you bloody... If you enjoy shows with sophisticated humor... Well, that's just rude. It's her spacesuit. Then you may not want to listen to Oz9. But if you simply enjoy giggling, Oh, <laughs> you anglers, so snooty about all the everythings. 
Oz9 may be the show for you. Get it wherever you find the other shows you like to put in your ears. That title is spelled O-Z-Numeral9. You could certainly do worse. This has been a production of the New Kingdom Radio Theater in Baltimore, Maryland. Copyright 2020. And stay tuned for episode 42. Chauncey Haworth, Mark Slade, and Lothar Tuppen. The demented minds behind the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour bring you... Twisted Pulp Magazine. A journey beyond surreality to worlds you never knew or hoped existed. Worlds of the supernatural. Worlds of dark satire. Worlds of nightmarish futures. Twisted Pulp Magazine. If you thought the 21st century was weird enough already, think again. Twisted Pulp Magazine. A step beyond your grandfather's pulp. Available at digitalvaudeville.com. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L-V-A-U-D-E-V-I-L-L-E dot com. Music